Absolute, absolute, absolute radio. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. This is Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. This morning I'm with Emily Dean and Steve Hall. Mm, Good morning. The, all in the house. Yeah? You, that's complicated, though, isn't it? Do you think so? Well, it's two buildings. Okay. All in the house. That That's like the TARDIS. Yeah. Um, you can uh, text us on 81215. We'd love to hear from you um, on almost any topic that isn't rude. No, any topic that isn't rude. Some topics that are rude, but they're handled in a clean way. You can follow us on Twitter at Frank on the Radio. Or you can email the show um, by um, going to our website, www. You know. I love it when you don't know how to send Who wants to? I tell you, does someone type in www? No, they don't. They go, I'll rock up Absolute. Oh, look, Absolute Radio. That's probably the website. That's what they do. Sometimes I just did the Google feeling lucky. <laughs> oh, I never do that feeling lucky. Well, you know my views on gambling. I won't. I can't yeah, hide it. I won eight grand doing that. <laughs> <laughs> it just came out the bottom of the. Uh, I, I thought I might meet a name. I just yeah. realised I don't know any of the names of the various parts. Well, of I thought I'm the feeling screen. lucky. You just typed in the name of a man, and he might be available. <laughs> yeah, they should have an eye feeling lucky on uh, on computer dating sites, <laughs> <laughs> so and it just tells you at the time, and you just turn up. Yeah. I'll be up for that. And then it's Charles Bronson, uh, Britain's most violent prisoner. <laughs> then where are you? Frank, we've already had a communique from the outside world. This is from Prisoner 624. OK. So, no judgment at this stage. No. Tidings all. I like tidings all. Yeah, don't get many tidings openings. Long-time reader, first-time writer. My sister went to see the Spice Girls musical Viva Forever on Tuesday night. Oh, Yeah. After the show, she spotted other audience members posing for pictures with someone. My eager sister and her friend spotted the friendly celeb and identified him as Graham Norton. Well, he would be there. Graham? <laughs> she has the Graham in little speech marks, just FYI, posed for a picture and had a chat with them before they went on their way, tweeting and texting and telling other train passengers who, who they'd met. Well, it is exciting. Halfway back, my sister asked her friend, Isn't Graham Norton Irish? That man we met was Scottish. <laughs> They eventually worked out that it was, in fact, Frank they had met. They then began right, telling okay. other people... That's an interesting trail of logic. <laughs> <laughs> they then began telling other people on the train they'd met Frank Skinner, showing them pictures to prove it. Yes. I bet that sort of brought the party down a bit, didn't it? We thought, th- thought it was Graham Norton. No. And then uh, it turns out to be... Me. Yes, well, um, see, I have said many times that uh, I am mistaken for Graham Norton and people think I'm joshing <laughs> Well, I was I was quoted in the Sun newspaper when your son was born, saying that uh, your mother-in-law said uh, he looks like Graham. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Are you often mistaken for a Scotsman? Um, I don't think I've ever been mistaken for a Scotsman before in my life, except when I, I went to a uh, party as a as a black and didn't bring any wine. Oh. And somebody thought I was Sir Alex Ferguson. <laughs> <laughs> um, anyway, I did go to Viva Forever. Did ye? And, Did um, you see? You know, Viva Forever is the Spice Girls musical, which is closing, I think, end well, I think of this exactly, month. I was going to say, was the Spice Girls musical. Well, no, catch it while you can. Still a month to go, the Piccadilly Theatre. Tickets still available. <laughs> £20, I think, now for tickets. <laughs> so they could be listening to this on the podcast. Yeah. And it's, it'll be a piece of archaeology. <laughs> v- Viva Forever is a harrowing 21st century indictment of man's arrogance before fate. Exactly. Don't ever use the word forever. I think I saw a woman in um, Bournemouth who had um, Forever Beautiful on her T-shirt, <laughs> and I so wanted to sit her down and say, look, 
<laughs> I used to be beautiful. <laughs> I know she wouldn't believe that. Um, I love how you go and see these hot new shows, Frank. You're still look, on trend. I'll tell you something. I came away thinking, why is this closing? I really enjoyed it. It was Did a you? great night out. Yeah, but that's because it's on its last legs. <laughs> they get a second wind. Well, we people. all are, dear. <laughs> I, um, when I arrived as well, I, I went with a, a, a dear friend of mine. Um, What's uh, a dear friend? It sounds a bit strange. <laughs> no, why? I don't know. Sounds um, a bit glasses on a lanyard. Um, no. Okay. Um, no, she's someone I've worked with for many years. She's okay. called Robin. She's a friend of mine. Oh, I'm, I'm saying it's a work. she in case you think we went in uniform. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway, so I got in, and I, I was just saying, uh, she'd got the tickets. I was very much a plus one. There was mm. no... Uh, and then uh, one of the staff approached us, man in a suit and tie, obviously I identified with, mm. and he said, uh, well, would you like to come to our uh, VIP area? Oh, And I lovely. thought, well, that's... That's nice, isn't it? Because mm. I'm not here as a VIP, but he's just spotted me and thought, you know... We could do with Graham Norton in yeah, a green yeah. room. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Maybe he did think that. Yeah. But, but he's thought, um, this bloke shouldn't be out here with, you know, yeah. with these people. With the Spice Girls. So, um, <laughs> so we started, uh, he said, uh, you know, would you like to come and you can have a, you know, have a glass of wine? Um, and, um, that was awkward. So as we started to go down the thing, I, I suddenly had a terrible feeling of anxiety. Like, like my, my chest started to tighten. And I said, uh, we're not paying for this, are we? I, I, I did it in a jokey way, actually. I think I said, what's, it, what's this going to cost us? A grand. He said, no, no, it's £10 for the standard uh, glass of Pinot Grigio and you can use the toilet facilities. Or there's the £15 full works where you get knots and other services. And is it this the man that thought you were Scottish? So, so what it was is you can pay to go in the VIP area. So he just thought, because I had a tie on, I'll, I'll ask this bloke. That's fantastic. So I hadn't been, been recognised at all. I'd been treated as some Excellent. sort of person who not only wasn't famous, but who couldn't cope with people anyway. And I would think it would be good to have my own glass of Pinot Grigio. If I remember <laughs> rightly, it was a, a poppet from the 60s. <laughs> so uh, that was a bad start to the evening, but it did get better. Absolute, absolute, absolute radio. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. Yes, so the show, mm. it rocked. It rocked the Spice Girls musical. Oh, we will rock you. Another one the, of your There favorites. may still be time to save this musical. <laughs> the revival I, I begins wonder, today. I wonder, wouldn't it be brilliant? Didn't, um, didn't some other DJ save... Uh, a mu- didn't somebody save Blood Brothers? Terry Wogan or something? Did they? Text us on x <laughs> 15, if you know that. I'll tell you what was, uh, what was amazing. It was, it was mainly women in the audience, young women. Oh, yeah. And when it went dark, they were uh, almost everyone was blonde in the audience. And, and when the lights went off, it didn't go properly dark. You know, like when it snows, <laughs> it snows, and at night it's still quite light like because it. of the snow. Like some futuristic John Wyndham novel. Yeah, so the blonde hair sort of kept it nice. Fantastic. And, yeah, they didn't have to put the exit lights on. You could just see <laughs> the way through them. But there was a lot of, but there was a lot of uh, Katy Perry perfume. Knocking around that auditorium. Has she got her own fragrance? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I had no idea. What's that called? Am- ambition. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> smells a bit like donuts. Shouldn't it be called Brand X? <laughs> um, so, so what is the? Is it? Does it chart the like the lifestyle of the Spice Girls? No, the, I the wish career it, path. I wish it, it did. Do the that. first scene features them getting off with David Baddiel, and then it moves on. And I don't know if that's generally known. He's, he's, he said it on telly. Like I said. <laughs> um, <laughs> Uh, it, um, 
It doesn't have that in now. Well, you, I'm sure you'd have been found if, if there was David Baddiel was going to be portrayed in that. Um, yeah, we think he could be a David Baddiel stunt double, Steve Hall, I think, don't I'm you? I'm still reeling for the revelation, thank <laughs> oh, you. Oh, OK. I'll tell you after. <laughs> OK. So, um, yeah, no, it, it's based on a group, a, a girl group, who do a reality TV show uh, oh, along yeah. the lines of X Factor. Oh, oh. Um, called, is it Star Maker? Sorry, sorry, you went this week as well. What did you think of it? It's a bit suspicious. You, ha- you hated it. <laughs> okay, this is Sarah's last day yeah. today. <laughs> no, it is. She, it is. I haven't Sarah, just made my mind up because she disagreed yeah. with me. Sarah accepted the VIP treatment, which uh, turns out to be just two tickets to the Book of Mormon. <laughs> yeah. uh, well, anyway, so, um, I, well, I loved it. You know, some people are a bit... I saw someone it. someone on Twitter got very excited because they'd seen you there and then they'd also seen outside one man two governors about half an hour later they saw Roy Keane. That's <laughs> a, what oh. a great great double. I'll tell you what, there was signs that it was um that it was disappearing as a show. Was, what do you mean? Well there's an exciting bit at the end where one of the girl band suddenly appear in one of the boxes and the people oh, in lovely. it's like the people in there didn't know she was going to appear and they yeah. all look really surprised that she's <laughs> dancing around amongst them and then the spotlight comes on the girl in the opposite box and there's just her in there. Oh. And that was a bit... Oh, well, that's a bit that, It was like showbiz in two, in two <laughs> flicks of a light switch. Was it just her and two GMTV presenters? Oh. It wasn't even that. <laughs> and it was... Uh, I'll tell you what, lots of people spoke during it. What do you mean? Oh, I what? mean, in the audience. You know when people oh, talk? Oh, I can't abide that. Well, normally I can't, but because it felt like... I felt like I was on a hen night. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> so it seemed all right to talk. And also, I think, for you know, for people, for a lot of... Um, how can I put it? The people. <laughs> do you mean I think, people that watch ITV more than BBC? Yes, okay. I think for them, um, thinking people, aloud... People that say H. For thinking aloud, you can just read thinking. <laughs> I think internal thinking has, has gone completely out of fashion. I think all their thinking is done aloud. <laughs> Everything. There is nothing internal and quiet at all. So if they don't speak, then um, their brains will catch fire. Mm. So I, I made allowances for that. But I, I honestly, I had a brilliant night. I start, I start the campaign now to save Viva Forever. What lucky, about that? Lucky you're going, Sarah. Yeah, it is. Yeah, Sarah and uh, I didn't like it. Nee, 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 nee. Frank, Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. Absolute Radio. Also, it's it's. Really interesting to hear um, the Spice Girls songs done by proper singers. <laughs> <laughs> it's quite remarkable. Um, anyway, boys, I think that's, we've had enough camp chit chat for one day. Well, What's the say, next topic? You say that, <laughs> but um, there is something we need to discuss. Now, this is a subject quite close to my heart. I consider myself something of is a gay your, icon. Is it your aorta? Why <laughs> 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 <Y-A-R-A>. aorta? <laughs> oh, lovely. Um, I'm a gay icon. I think we can safely say that. Are you right? a gay icon? Yeah. Well, it's... so am I in, when I'm Graham Norton. Yes, you are. <laughs> when I walk down uh, London's Old Compton Street, mm. it takes me a good 20 minutes. Let's put it that way. There's a lot of flesh pressing sometimes that goes on. It used to take me three hours to walk down there, but then I got a, an ordinary job and I, I established myself in London. <laughs> um, and this week was the first gay wedding, Frank. In, oh, in yes. France. In Did France. Did you read about this? 
Yeah, I don't like being pipped at the post by the French. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> that makes us look like we're a bit... I, you know, I love it. That they're all liberal and that we're all like stuffed shirts and they're all ho-ho. <laughs> um, but Vin- yes, first gay wedding in Vin- France. Vincent and Bruno, lovely names. Very Van Gogh and his Labrador. I think you'll find it's Vincent. Oh, is it? Yeah. Mm. Yes, um... Yeah, nice. Uh, I still can't, can't understand who, who pays. For the wedding? <laughs> yeah, you know, it used to be the bride's dad, didn't it, traditionally? Not in my house. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, Just well. a shout-out for uh, any... Uh... According to some French people, society pays. In, in <laughs> no, but, you know, that, that was the tradition. And if it's a gay yeah. wedding, that must be... The parents must get a bit quibbly about who pays. <laughs> I hope there's no parents saying, uh, trying to find out who's the lady. Well, <laughs> my parents wouldn't be saying that. My mother said it was my greatest disappointment in life never to have a gay son. Is that right? Yeah, she said that to me. But you're the next best thing. Well, yeah. thank you very much. <laughs> <laughs> you should use that as your bill matter when you go live. Emily Dean, the next best thing to a gay son. <laughs> <laughs> but I think, but you see, the gays do throw a better party. That is true, but that's because they're not married. <laughs> <laughs> that's the trump of all the things they could have taken from heterosexual uh, society. Maybe yes. something more successful than marriage. <laughs> well, it, well it's, this is no, why well, it's nice that finally there is some sort of equality and they have every right to be as miserable and bored as, as the heteros. I think it's the only way to stop gays from going to the gym and looking after themselves and dressing well is to, is to marry them. <laughs> yeah. They'll find suddenly, they'll think, you know, actually, maybe I'll gain a stone and stop shaving. Yeah. <laughs> That's what happens. Better lighting concept, better clothes. You, get, you don't get sat next to someone's fat husband who works in insurance. You get sat next to Tom Ford. No, but... You, <laughs> that's why I like no, a gay party. St- no, because th- not everyone... You know, not everyone in their family is gay or they wouldn't exist. Mm. So you're still going to be... There's still going to be... No, well, um, I know there's some heterosexuals. I'll tolerate them. That's fine. Yeah. I'm not judgmental, but still. I did like that bloke. I know this is, a, in a way, a terrible subject, but the bloke who um, shot himself on the altar of Notre Dame yeah, through yeah. the head mm. as a protest against gay marriage. Mm. And it's like the campiest thing anyone's <laughs> ever done. <laughs> <laughs> shoot themselves on the altar of Notre Dame. Be more male than that. Well, I, I, I love do. the idea where you say, I know what I'm going to do. I'm going to go into Notre <laughs> Dame. I hate you, I hate you. <laughs> <laughs> That's the, that was the, anti, the anti-gay marriage guy. <laughs> Oh man! I, I was delighted because my my sister in law is gay, and uh, and her. Hold wife... on, let me work that out. <laughs> oh, yeah, your sister in law is gay. That means the person your my, brother uh, is married to. No, uh, my wife's sister. Oh, okay. Oh. Uh, is gay and she's she she's is, out. I heard. Yes, yes, yes. You're not, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> You're not doing. If a you're listening to deal. this podcast in Australia, hi Mel. I've ruined your life. No, oh, uh, they're, they're <laughs> a social work and job. Uh, and she she's married. <laughs> Uh, but but it, I hadn't realised when when I first was getting to know them that it's they just had a ceremony because it's still not officially approved of in Australia. It's they had a service for themselves. Surprise, and it was a fantastic isn't it? You're very forward thinking. Yeah. The Aussies on the whole. <laughs> and uh, well, exactly. So it's it's quite it's nice. It's slowly spreading across the world. Well, mm. I, I you can have a proper it's, bash. I for me, once you've got the civil partnership thing, I. See, my problem is people who are who don't believe in God get married in church, be they oh, gay, heterosexual, <laughs> or um, from the planet Neil. So, 
But so gay people who want to get married in church... If they're religious, brilliant. If not, no. Well, that's it. That's that sorted. I don't, just the world's get, a better know, place. Yeah, mind your own business. If, 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 you know, go, go and find the non-church thing. We've got thing. quite nice buildings. We sometimes like to use them. Get over it. Well, you, you know, you, if you're going to walk the walk... <laughs> Or talk the talk, or whatever it is they do. No, so I don't know why people want to get married in church if they don't believe in God. That's this week's texting. <laughs> <laughs> it's about time commercial radio had textings like that, I think. No, but it's true, isn't it? Well, it's a bit complicated, because we got, me and the, we got married in Vegas. Uh, oh, and so we had to find a minister. <laughs> <laughs> this is Absolute um, what think, was we talking about? Gay marriage. Well, we were, and, yeah. And yeah, then it went all went a bit, you know, went a bit really re- speech. <laughs> well, that was because I was saying when I got married in Vegas, because you, you get your license, you don't really have much of a choice about the religion. You know, you, it has to be a minister. Well, isn't who, it someone dressed as Elvis? Well, that's what we we'd wanted that. Right, uh, and within our price range in Vegas, we couldn't afford anyone who looked like Elvis. <laughs> okay. I look, I look more like Elvis than any of the Elvis impersonators we could afford. So we got married on the top of the stratosphere. Who do you get then, Shaken Stevens? <laughs> yeah, we got. Well, we were on the top of the stratosphere tower. Wow! Uh, and so you do the you do the the formal bit on on the top floor. Uh, and, but there was a minister presiding. I'm just trying to and, think uh, now. What does he mean by the formal? <laughs> well, that's what I'm worried about, yeah. Frank. So, okay. there was, so there were vows involved, and in with him talking about it being, a, you know, a blessing from God and so on. Yes. And then we went up onto the roof, and a reverse bungee machine launched us 500 feet into the air. <laughs> Are you serious? And he says, "I pronounce you man and wife." Really? And, and that's the f- that was our first act as man and wife. What about her hairdo? <laughs> Awful. It was a, Awful. But it had been this beautiful thing, and he'd given quite a stirring kind of spiritual uh, talk, and then the photographer... A, we, a we, woman we, caught the bouquet in Los Angeles. We'd done the photos in the chapel bit, uh, and after he'd given these really spiritual uh, talk about how it's a blessing and so on, the photographer, as I kissed my new wife for the first time, went, go on, slip her the tongue. Oh. Oh, was, it was full, full Vegas oh. and Excelsis. No, that's uh, oh no. Oh god, awful. <laughs> oh, <laughs> <laughs> I'll, be, I'll be all right in a minute. And then you got up to all manner of grot. Yeah, that, that's, a, that's a phrase that uh, start with me since yeah. I was last on. That's what Steve calls it. Oh dear. So, uh, but am, am, I, am I out of date then on the? Um, people, I find that hard to believe. On what, darling? On, on, on the on the um, brides. Father paying for the wedding. Has that gone now, that tradition? Well... Bride, bride's father pays for wedding. I think it's a case-by-case basis, and as I yeah. say, not in my house. <laughs> no, I think it does still occur in um Well, it certainly didn't happen with families. my marriage. No. <laughs> well, if, okay. if, uh, if Ken's listening. You're listening, Ken? Any contributions gratefully received. Yeah. This is Frank Skinner. I think it's time for a little stroll. Do you? Yes. Okay. Everybody at home. Email corner. <laughs> We've landed. Mm. <laughs> it's not, I haven't been in the corner for a, for a few weeks. It's nice to be back. Yeah, it's snug, isn't it? It is nice. And the <laughs> Angular, fir- the first snug. The first email is from Davy Simpson, so nobody puts Davy. Somebody does put Davy in the corner. Oh, uh, yeah. Mm. 
Perfect. Uh, Davy Simpson has written in. Uh, Mr. Radio, he's addressed you by your formal name. I haven't, I haven't, I haven't used that for a while, but he's basically on this. Hello, Mr. Radio. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Uh, Mr. Radio, DME, the Divine Miss Hem, and the Cockerel. It's not the Cockerel, it's the Stool Pigeon oh, filling I in for it. Oh. Uh, long time reader, first time writer, etc. After your discussion two weeks ago can about. I, can I stop you there, Steve? What is the Stool Pigeon? I know a Stool Pigeon in, in American. Cha cha In American gangster terms, mm. it's like someone who's set up for something, yes. isn't it? But, but what, what is, is a real Stool what Pigeon? What is a real Stool Pigeon? That, I, I love d- that texting. Yeah, I've got no idea of the etymology. Yeah, if any, if any of our readers knows what the, the original term "stool pigeon" means, is it a pigeon who um, does who's lazy? <laughs> Maybe mm. a pigeon who does not the Creole yeah, and the coconut. Well, in, we know what that a, is. A pigeon who does it dwells rat, in WC. He does Rat Pack uh, tributes. <laughs> <laughs> okay, carry on. Uh, Just, <laughs> I need to know. Mm. I'm operating on a need to know basis. Okay. Steve. David Simpson says, uh, after your discussion two weeks ago about clubs where uh, people were part of, I thought I couldn't let it pass without mentioning a Frank fan club crossover. Uh, I'm a membership uh, membership secretary for the Friends of Ilkley Lido, uh, which is uh, a a club for the preservation of a 1930s Art Deco open-air pool. He says, so far, so what? Very self-deprecating. What's Ilkley? Uh, Ilkley is near Leeds, I believe, is it not? Yeah. It's well, on, it's, it's yeah. Yorkshire anyway. Yeah, on ah, Ilkley Il- Lido yeah. Bar Towel. On, I on, yeah, on, yeah. on Ilkley Moor Bar Towel. You know that song, yeah? No. Where has <laughs> the winch since I saw thee? On Ilkley. Is that Kanye West? I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> it's Kanye West, Yorkshire. <laughs> <laughs> you can buy it on the, um, e- the um, internet um, oh. sales thing. It's Master's Voice. It's called uh, eBay Gum. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, uh, as you were. And he says, uh, somewhere in the definition of the Friends Society, our website and defining the history of the pool, the listing of the 1930s designer and architect got mixed up between Frank Sherwin and Frank Skinner. So, oh. mistakenly, Frank Skinner tends to appear a lot on our press cuttings, heritage boards, etc. Corrections are ongoing, but unbeknown well, to hold him... Well, on a minute. I actually did design <laughs> Elkley, uh Leader. I used to do loads of uh, Art Nouveau stuff. In the, uh, <laughs> loads of Art Nouveau stuff. I did. I did the Empire State Building, <laughs> the essential front piece of that. And um, and you know the Hoover Building. You know that's one of mine. Yes, I know it, but I don't think you designed it. Um, well, it was a team of us. I'm not trying to. <laughs> I don't want um, George and Eric phoning up and saying, "Oh, so you designed it on your own now, did you, Frank?" <laughs> we had enough of that. Uh, Going on at the time, thanks very much. <laughs> absolute, absolute, absolute radio. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. We were talking about marriage earlier, and uh, Simon Cowell's just popped up on the telly. There's a newspaper cutting, they call it a rag out in the trade. Is that what they call him? it? Yeah. And he says, Marriage is boring, I prefer being on my own. Just putting that out there. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it seems uh, there's no need for him to be on his own now. No. We've got a text uh, relative to what we were talking about with the emails. Uh, 006 has texted to say, interesting Ilkley fact. Ilkley is the most central point of England. Is it? And he said, stick that in your email corner. I find that <laughs> remarkable. So you'd think that would be in the Midlands. Yeah. Mm. Well, that's weird. He didn't, he didn't, he didn't know anything <laughs> about stool pigeons. No, no. Okay. We're, still, we're still waiting on that. Only enough, we haven't had too much in about the stool pigeons. <laughs> no, that's because people have never even thought about it before. No. Maybe at name and effect. 
Based on yeah. pigeons after me. One eight six said I'd like it. It's very posh. And ilkly so- that is not a dual pigeon. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, carry on. We were still only halfway through Davy Simpson's email about Ilkley Lido. Well, Dave, um, it's good. He's proved, yeah. he's proved a, a fruitful Absolutely. field. Because he, he's delighted to be able to tell you you've been made an honorary member of the Friends of Ilkley Lido due to this confusion about well, whether you guess, designed I it. Owe, I owe ten grand um, subscription. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm a member of the Friends of Ilkley Lido. So it should you ever... ironic. All the work <laughs> I put in oh, on Alanis that Morris <laughs> Yeah. So should you ever be in town uh, want to push yourself further than the one length uh, you're more than welcome to have a dip is what he said slightly passive aggressive in his encouragement <laughs> yeah there. I think I'd, I'd, I want to know what the depth is yeah. mm. I think and he says uh, so with Frank the architect and he's expecting Alan Cochran uh, the cockerel to have visited as a child because uh, it's not far from his native Murfield he's segueing into a knight's move uh, I like the idea that even as a child the cockerel was very yeah. cost conscious well I, I looked on their I website the, cockerel, the yeah. cockerel will travel if it's yeah. free <laughs> I looked on their website it's £4.70 to get in so, oh, he w- so he's he never visiting he wouldn't uh, have gone to that no. No. maybe if they had an open day he'd have walked <laughs> overnight <laughs> <laughs> But the, the, he extends the invitation to you, Emily, if you ever fancy oh. dusting off a bikini Whoa. and popping to Ilkley for an open-air dip. Oh, I charge by the hour for that, but thanks anyway. <laughs> Are you going to go uh, bar tat? Oh, I think I might. That's not Yorkshire for Brazilian, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> In case anyone's uh, just gulped on their cornflakes. <laughs> okay, we've got time for another one, Shall please? we sneak one in? Or shall I just um, Well, can sing? we? Well, no, because no. it's higher Frank Allen and the gorgeous M. Oh, go on, let's do it then. I just wanted to see whether you saw the cape that Grace and Perry wore to the BAFTAs. Frank, would you think of wearing this sort of cape minus the glitz? He did match it with dolly shoes, which I think would be a touch too far for yourself. Many thanks. Emma from Somerset. P.S. Love the show. I know the praise won't be read. Au contraire. Oh, you've read <laughs> it. I know. <laughs> um, I did see that cape, yeah. It was uh, it was sort of black with um, all white spangly. It was oh. like, you know you get pearly kings and queens. <laughs> yeah. Imagine if you got pearly Scottish widows. <laughs> <laughs> that was the sort of look he went. I, I, I kind of liked it. I saw a man this week, by the way. Well, maybe I'll tell you this after the news. I'm worried about or this maybe, anecdote. Or maybe during. Absolute. 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 Radio. Frank Skinner. Absolute Radio. This is Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. Um, I'm with Emily Dean and Steve Hall. You can text us on 8.12.15. Um, some of you already have. Some of you will. Some of you won't. Uh, or follow us on Twitter at Frank on the Radio. Or you can email us through the Absolute Radio website. The moment I'm pushing Ask Jeeves as a search engine, <laughs> there, may be, there may be others. You don't, do you know any obscure search engines, Steve? Any search? I was reading an email then. I, got, I hate uh, you. <laughs> I hate you, I hate you, I hate you. I'm punching his chest as I say this. Oh, that my was, uh, God. That's obscure an embarrassing, that's an unprofessional slip on my part. Obscure search engines. Obscure search engines. Either the search engine. That's my uh, I'm, I'm my favourite search engine. Ridiculous! It's not taking me seriously. <laughs> <You> <laughs> I, hate when, I hate it when people don't take me seriously. I know it's a lovely little civil partnership row you're both having. Yeah. Enjoying it. So I saw a man this week. Um, what, what they used to call a transvestite. Was speaking. We speaking mm-hmm. earlier of um, Grace and Perry, and he was um, he was wearing a sort of you know you know these sort of home counties women that wear like pearls over and a and a jumper and oh, a sort of yeah. long skirt. He was dressed that, and I thought. 
Oh, God, if you're going to dress as a... Is that you're going to be your choice? Wear a Jerry Halliwell Union yeah. Jack dress, at yeah, least. Yeah, it's like... And a, a patent boot. You really want to take full advantage of it. And I just think... You <laughs> do you know, know don't what pick I'd... the worst outfit that women wear. Pick the wildest. Do you know what I'd do if I was a transvestite? What would you do? I just wanted to say that sentence. But no, <laughs> do you know what I'd do? I would... Because I am jealous. Men do tend to do well in the leg area. You've got a thin, shapely leg. Mm. I would have my legs out all the time. Mini skirts, wouldn't you? If you were older, if you were a transvestite, <laughs> you'd be dressed if, as a man. No, if I was a man and I was dressing as a woman, I'd get my legs out. Look, for me, it would be sixties um, air stewardess. <laughs> Nothing else. That's all I'd want to be. <laughs> so anyway, that's this morning's texting. Um, if you were a crossdresser, what genre would you <laughs> choose? <laughs> you want, you know, I like those transvestites that go for leather mini skirts and fishnets. You know, proper. Yeah. Rock and roll transvestite. I've got a photo of me in, in um, the oh. Rocky Horror Picture Show Get Up. Oh, yeah. Uh, for a sketch we did with Jason Donovan oh, yeah. many for years ago. And, uh, <laughs> Where is, what's the evidence that sketch ever happened? <laughs> a sketch I did I wouldn't with mind. my it was, wife. A, it was a radio show. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, and I, I've got very skinny legs, so uh, I suit a pair of fishnets. Oh, okay. Mm. Delighted. I find with fishnets the problem is, is they're a bit hard on the bottom of the feet. It's like walking yes. on a grid. Yes, you're right. And sometimes a, ta- a toe will um, try to escape from the, the, from the net. Like <laughs> that. Frank, we've solved the stool pigeon conundrum. Oh, good. You wanted to know... Sorry, I'm a Catholic. I can't use conundrums. Oh, I do apologise. <laughs> um, you wanted to know where this originated from. Right. The stool pigeon originated, and we're not talking about the informer, the police informant, are we? We're no, I'm about, I'm the about where, where, yeah, where that where that phrase came from. The stool pigeon originated from the Second World War, where homing pigeons were used to take messages over enemy lines back to the generals with strategic information. On arrival back at HQ, they'd land on a stool. The information was then removed from a pouch strapped to the pigeon's leg. Okay. Mm. So it's informers. I thought it was people who'd been sort of set up for a crime. Yeah, stool yeah. pigeons. No, stool pigeon is an informer. I know this from my contacts in the underworld. Okay. What? <laughs> the Mike Baldwin's factory? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, what else? That's well, what I asked the world. Mm. Well, Steve's had a bit of a busy old week, haven't you? I have, well, because I, uh, while not doing this, I, I've been flat out, I write on Russell Howard's Good News. Do you? So we're, we're midway through the series, but it means we get one day off a week. Wow. And we, we I'm, I've heard it's quite hard work on that show. We, uh, no, I have, though. People yeah, no, we, we, have been uh, there till one o'clock in the morning writing yeah, stuff. It's, uh, it's challenging, but it's great. It's, it's an absolutely, it's a brilliant thing oh, to well, do. Oh, so all right, uh, don't use this to keep getting the next series. <laughs> Carry on, I'm negotiate, trying to negotiate a rise or a raise. Is it a rise or a raise? I don't know. It depends which country. I think it's a raise in America and a, and a rise here. Yeah. <laughs> we're, we're linguistic pioneers this morning. And in the third world, it's 3P. <laughs> Carry on, Steve. Uh, Tell us about it. And so your... I cherish my Wednesdays. We record on a Tuesday night, so I cherish my Wednesdays. Uh, and so I got to, uh, this week, got to go to the BFI uh, to see a, a screening of an old Hammer film, Frankenstein and the Monster from Hell. Uh, oh, thanks for being here. Frankenstein and the Monster. I'm a Frankenstein fan. Oh, um, thingy's in that. Patrick Troughton. Yes, he is. Yes. He's, he's at the very beginning of it. Is and, he one and of the doctors? The second doctor oh, is in it. Oh, lovely, Frank. And also, of course, uh, Peter Cushing is in it, who was yes. 
not an official Doctor Who, but was a, a sort of a yeah. side issue Doctor Who. Oh. Well, it was part of his centenary because he would have been 100 years old uh, this week, Peter Cushing. OK, that's a bad lot. <laughs> <laughs> Sound to have missed that. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, and and it was fantastic. But there was there was a Q and A uh, from from Peter, including Peter Cushing's old secretary, brilliant uh, Madeline Smith, one of oh. the stars of the film. Who oh. exactly? Frank now, has gone roomy eyed at the mere mention of her name. Oh, I love a seventy sex symbol because yeah, the she, standards were low then as well. I mean, she was pretty. No, but you could get away with murder then. She was bossy. That's that was her thing. There used to be a, an advert when she was thrown... A fireman's lift being done by a Viking. It was an interesting yeah. example of <laughs> chronology gone haywire. <laughs> but um, she's sort of hanging over the shoulder of this Viking, and the way she's hanging, it means that... Um, well, she's hanging. Oh, <laughs> and it was really... I mean, even now, I think people would think, poor, that's a bit... It's a bit full on. At the time, I mean, it was a, mm. it was a sensation. Can you get me up to uh, YouTube? <laughs> <laughs> Absolute... Absolute, Absolute Radio. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. Steve Hall is holding court, I think mm. it's fair to say. We're uh, in Madeline Smith Corner. Yes. Uh, so to speak. Precious uh, little room there is. So you went. A, um, so sorry, she, she was fascinating. We established she was a babe. Yeah, it was she interesting. She did a few of those hammer horror things because she was a classic. Yeah, but you see, um, yeah. Frank, in the 70s, the standards were lower. I'm not saying she wasn't pretty. But if you're an actress, then you just had to turn up to work. You didn't have to have muscle tone or anything. That's true. We didn't like all that in the seventies. Well, she's, no, she's bad in, she was in bruises. Um, you could have anything. Because she's in Live and Let Die. Is she? She's in the opening. She, she's the uh, Italian agent that Bond. He undoes her dress with his magnetic oh, watch. Oh, that's, that, yeah, that's, that's her. And then does he get up? That. Then does he get up to all sorts of grot? All man, all <laughs> manner, manner of grot. Of grot. <laughs> Oh, uh, but it, I hope he didn't one. touch her crop bags. <laughs> <laughs> um, he, she was, um, she's in the Vampire Lovers as well, in, and she yes, was Ingrid Pitt. Yeah, and that, anyway, that, that, I don't that know one if has been spend done the whole, whole morning doing <laughs> <that>. <laughs> Madeline Smith. I sound CV. like a pair well, of filthy creeps. Well, it's <laughs> like being I, IBM, yeah. IMDb. IMDb, darling. Yeah. IMDb, I'm on it. It's sort of IMDb and Mr. Skin mixed into one, if you're familiar with that website. I, I don't know Mr. So, Skin, but I don't anymore. It's um, because the vampire loves she'd done before Frankenstein and the Monster from Hell. So, so in this in this particular film, she remains mainly clothed. Oh, okay. I think she did up, up maybe up Pompeii before this as well. But she was she's delightful. Well, you two stop saying what she's done. I think <laughs> I just said, shall we stop okay, saying? Okay. And then Steve just had to carry on like he's got some sort of bet with friends, or maybe he's got a deal with Madeline. <laughs> I'll get you back on telly. Don't worry about that. Yeah. Well, she she was delightful uh, to see her in the Q and A. But she 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 did a fantastic thing because she her character in Frankenstein in the Monster of Hell she doesn't talk. Mm. Uh, Women didn't she, back she's then. She's mute. Yeah. Uh, and so uh, she's she's talking about not having to act, not using any words. Uh, and, and while she's relating the tale, she she says, uh, uh, "Oh well, no one's ever asked me this question, um, so I'm going to ask it of myself. Did I find it difficult to act <laughs> only using my eyes?" And the answer is no. I found it very easy. That was so good. I wish she'd asked herself in mime. That's what most of us do. <laughs> yes. See, she's fa she's fallen victim of the yeah. old thinking. Yes, yeah, she, replaced by she was off to see Viva Forever straight away afterwards. Mm. Oh, but but she's delightful, and that. my dad got quite angry with me, the very fact that I'd even seen her in the flesh, because oh. he's, again, of a certain generation. Oh, God. It's a, it's a good... I like doing interesting, different stuff. 
Okay. I like doing the job of the celebrity booker who was told, could you get me Peter Cushing's old secretary, please? What, was she, what did she have to say? Well, she's written the foreword. He's, he's got a new uh, set of memoirs that's been, that's been posthumously published. And, okay. and there's an actor called Jonathan Rigby who I think's written and put the put it together. But so she's written an extensive <laughs> forward and recollections of his time in Whitstable. And she was she was awesome. She'd been his secretary for thirty five years. Okay. Uh, so it was quite it was quite moving. Mm. I can hear the clicking of radio dials all over all over <laughs> Britain in the distance. But never mind. I think it's good to test them now and again mm. <laughs> for their endurance. <laughs> yeah, anyway, that's that's uh, that's freed up a bit of space. Absolute Radio. Absolute Radio. Frank, we've had a Beyonce-style question. Laura mm. says, did you hear about Catherine... She tweeted us, actually, Frank, okay. at Frank on the radio. Did you hear about Catherine Jenkins losing her record deal for spending 1.5k on hair and makeup a day? Apparently that's a bad thing. I did uh, hear about that. Was she trying to hide? Yeah. Hmm... Emily thought she was on some sort of economy drive. <laughs> um, I was going to send aid to her. It's uh, yes, obviously. I I don't want to. Um, no. I don't want to mock someone who's lost work. <laughs> it's tough. Mm. And I, you know, I might be wrong about Catherine Jenkins. You know, she might not. Oh, be, well, you said she was. She might not be Lucifer's representative. I know. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm not certain. But, but they have stopped all the clocks in Hades. <laughs> yeah, it's it, it's it's quite. Um, I think. It, it's down ultimately not to her um, makeup and hair bills. It's because no one's bought her records, isn't it? I think it's that old, yeah. that old yeah, excuse so. that the record company has used. <laughs> it's all about the ka-ching, ka-ching. Yeah. I don't days. understand I'm, it. I, I'm puzzled how anyone can spend £1,500 a day on, on makeup and, oh, not. and not be a clown. <laughs> well, even a clown. I think I, I, I'd want to be um, Madame Vastra from Doctor <laughs> Who if I was going to spend that much. I mean, that, it, that's, that's what it costs. I'm sorry. Yeah, how can it, it possibly yeah. cost 1500 quid? Well, it does. Wait, who, what are you paying for? <laughs> Is it the person who does can it? Can I tell you what you're paying for? A lifetime's experience. Okay. Well, but you and could, you unless could, you could, cost your drop by yeah. your record copy. No, but Lily Savage has had a lifetime's yeah. experience. It's a very good makeup. You could do that by just going to Alton Towers. That that was <laughs> a, a lifetime's experience. <laughs> what, where, whence stems your your hatred, Frank? Of I never said I hate no, her. He I'm, hate I'm her. trying yeah. to defend okay. humanity. When, when stems your <laughs> conviction that she is Lucifer's representative on earth? Um, I think it was not. Not uh, hatred. Just thinking that she's the devil's spawn. <laughs> Let's <laughs> underlining that. Not hatred. Just thinking that she's Satan's own spokesman. <laughs> well, um, spokesperson. Mm. I mean, let's, let's not, not get an old seventies. <laughs> no. Uh, I, I, well, first of all, I, I mean, I have I have a problem with all crossover. Acts, you know, they're called crossover acts. I just said crossover. Yeah, because um, you know, it's so it's like opera. It's for people who think, oh, I quite like the sound of that opera, but I don't want to listen so like to opera. Il Devo, that sort yeah. of. Uh, I want, I want to like listen to opera for idiots. For so, people that say hate opera. Look, if I if somebody said to me, I really want to get into sci-fi, I'd say watch Blade Runner, not watch the the, the clangers, <laughs> and she's the clangers to opera. Right, yeah. <laughs> so yeah. I'm already in it. And, and then I just became aware that um, she was the representative of Lucifer <laughs> on Earth. She said just something. She started, She set herself up, uh, up as the, the forces uh, sweetheart. And I, I think she's trying to establish a standing army. <laughs> <laughs> For, she said she's sworn to secrecy about where she's going next. 
I think she said sorcery. Uh, well, I think, <laughs> I think she means <laughs> the hell. Job, yeah. <laughs> or the job centre. I bet you something terrible happens to the executives of Warner um, <laughs> Records now. Mm. There'll be mysterious. It's going to be an omen death. style. Yeah, that's that's how I think it's going to go. It's interesting because I you just know, think it's she's interesting a... question. I can't quite remember. Maybe it came to me in a, in a dream or, yeah. or something like that. Well, she's one I'm of those pretty, people. She's... I'm not certain. She's. A, I, I'm yeah. like ninety five percent certain. Well, because she's kind of always been there. Like I don't know where she came from. She's she's I know she's she kind of from. always <laughs> been there. But even though she's, like, I don't know at what point she was in the public consciousness, but then suddenly she'd always been... Yeah. She's a bit like, sort of, Everyone Loves Raymond, the TV show. Yeah. It's just, it just seems to have popped in, into... Or Nicki Minaj. Suddenly they're nowhere, yeah. suddenly they're yeah, there. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think that... I think she's liked by people who um, like a glass of wine with a meal. I think she's, that's, that's I tell you who crap. she's liked by. She's liked by the man who says, uh, what's your poison, take a pew, it's my shout. Yeah, That's who likes right. Catherine Jenkins. Oh, she's liked by people who, if you're sitting slightly with your chair turned away, they say, nice to see you back. <laughs> That's right. who likes Catherine Jenkins. So that is true, because my old flatmate used to be a fan of hers, and he used you're to... If, me. if he was with his girlfriend, and there was a sign that said, no dogs, as in, in, in a restaurant, he'd go, oh, sorry, love, you're not allowed. Oh. And, and he was a big fan of Jenkins. Well, there so you that go, you say. We're right there, now. I, um, Vera Lynn, where... I saw Vera Lynn interviewed on This Morning and they asked her about whether there'd ever be another Forces sweetheart and she said, the trouble is, she said, wars today, they're, they're not long enough. <laughs> <laughs> you don't have time to really establish... Uh, you know, you, I'm in the Falklands, you couldn't get an EP out. <laughs> <laughs> they're, 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 it's better now. Mm. Oh, Vera Lynn. <laughs> we'll meet again, don't know where, don't know where. <laughs> Imagine if you'd been on a date with Vera Lynn and somebody said, are you going to see her again? <laughs> yes. Yeah, she's, she's a bit vague about the, uh, the actual arrangements, I must say. We've had some texts in, Frank. That's good. On 8, 12, 15. Correct, Armando. The man who says that is the kind of man that likes Catherine Jenkins. Yes. Yeah. Um, five, four, nine. I work for a TV specialist company. The trick with fishnets, Frank... Mm. is to wear tan stockings underneath. It spares you from toe pokage. Love toe pokage. Yeah. <laughs> and it spares the world from sick, pasty, all right, hairy legs <laughs> underneath. Okay. Frank's, got, Frank's legs are one of his best features. I love Frank's legs. Yeah, but does it stop that walking on grid? That's Deb from Radcliffe. Yeah, if you've got the tan toe underneath, darling, that, then that it's fine. Text, texting yeah. well, thanks for that. I remember that. Yeah. Uh, we've also heard from Nugget, regular oh, contributor yeah. to, the, to the show. Who said, uh, I, I know you sometimes uh, like to hear where your readers listen to you. Uh, I don't know if this is a first for the show, but I've just listened to you while having an MRI on my knee. I, I've I had to try hard not to move when chuckling. Oh, that's... Because uh, the MRI, if you have an MRI on your knee, not actually in the big... You know the big hula hoop they put you into when you have an MRI? Oh, yeah. Like a giant hula hoop. Yeah. You have uh, that, you have your medicals. Yeah. yeah, oh, I've had a... I've I know, had, I don't talk about oh, them. Are you, in a, are you in a mini hoop? Uh, no, I think you just go part of the way in. It's just like it's, it's like paddling, <laughs> paddling in dangerous rays rather than going all the way. But that's it. you have to keep still. Yeah, they offered me when I had one done. They offered me a, a choice of CDs to listen to. Can you believe you that? got VIP MRI? <laughs> <laughs> that's a lot of letters, isn't it? <laughs> Glass of Pinot Grigio he had as well. Frank uh, six seven two. There's some ecclesiastical controversy here. Okay, I can't believe it. It's from uh, Victor Meldrew. St Paul's Cathedral has an admission price. Yes. 
and Westminster Cathedral. Sorry, I'm playing for time because the email's just been. <laughs> Westminster Cathedral is beautiful and free. Point to the Catholics. Yeah, I, I don't know why that yeah. is. I suppose St Paul's Wait. Cathedral is the is the big um, yeah. is the big tourist place. Well, that's the clever thing with with Catholicism. It's, it's free to get in, but it costs you to leave. <laughs> <laughs> Meaning the guilt. The guilt. I can't believe that you were raised Catholic and I was. A, I was an altar two, server at two, Brute. I was an altar server. I was a good. I say at two. Hey, well, I was hungry at two. I <laughs> know. Oh, Can I ask but you? My, okay. A question. Do you, you know? Um, do you think Ant and Deck are also <laughs> servants of Lucifer? I no. couldn't remember where you stood on them. No, I think they were full, when they did red and uh, red or black. Yeah. I think they were full into that. <laughs> Um, Il Devo are on there, and I don't know if they're operating as part of the crossover Devil's Army. <laughs> <laughs> but um, no, I think Ant and Deck are. Um, I must say, I was watching them on Britain's Got Talent last night. They look, they so look like two blokes who are um, working in a bank now. <laughs> they got like three piece suits on, a little bit short and dumpy. Come on, can I, help, can I help you, sir? They're very much... No, they, look like, they, they look say, like they were doing a Halifax advert. No, but you know, they always used to... They used to shop at the Ant and Deck yeah. shop where you used to get those, like, strange black canvas jackets. <laughs> With and, like, too much detail on the neck. Yeah, and, and yeah, like a, a, a round neck collar, but buttoned... At the, weird. Just no-one else wore it except Ant and Deck. And Chris Martin. And now they've, uh, they've followed my um, thing and gone for the uh, suit and tie. I'm just saying... This isn't really language, it's sound. <laughs> absolute, absolute, absolute radio. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. Oh, mm. I'll tell you for what. Yeah, go on. The treadmill desk. Yes. yes. Now, we were talking about the treadmill desk off air, I think, last week, and I've mentioned it to a few people. It's this idea that in America now, I think it's America, isn't it? Yeah. You can get a desk, and it's got your normal um, your computer on and all that stuff, um, but there's, it's built into a treadmill, so while you're doing your work, you can be uh, keeping fit as well. Yeah. And we were sort of laughing about it, but then I've mentioned it to a few people. Everyone says, that is a brilliant... Are they available? How much do they cost? Everyone thinks it's a brilliant idea. Yeah. It's starting to win me over. Is it? Well, you know, I'm figuring... I hate <laughs> it. I I've, hate I, I've it. I've got a treadmill. I've got an iPad. I'm sort of <laughs> there. Yeah, but you just hang your little suits on that, don't you? <laughs> <laughs> well, it's tr it very much depends what work you would be doing while you were running. Like working on Russell Howard's Good News, it already feels like Will enough you of a shut treadmill. Shut up about Russell Howard's Good News. <laughs> well, yeah, but yeah, I see why that feels like a treadmill. But you, you would be—it's not keeping you fit, is it? Russell Howard's Good News. No, it's no, keeping it's you keeping me rich, <laughs> but not fit. If only that were true. I can't. I think it's awful. Why? Awful. Because you can't work. My exercise. I'm back. I'm back with Brown, by the way, my trainer. Oh, good. Yeah. Um, we're doing some very intense workouts at the moment. What, what's, uh, what, what's your core uh, activities? Well, do you uh, box still? Oh, yeah. We do a lot of boxing. Okay. I like stretching at the end the best. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> I do. I say, can we do stretching now? He goes, give it time, Emily. We'll oh, it. I hate stretching. I don't fancy the boxing as well. No, the boxing's I've lovely. I've always fancied, mind you, having to go to kangaroo. <laughs> I don't know if they still do that. But I've always watched people um, box kangaroos. And I thought, and I'm sort of thinking, Go get, go for the throat, <laughs> the exposed throat. That's what I've always. I reckon you give a kangaroo a really good one in the Adam's apple. That's oh, you'd have that's to start it. start on wallabies 
and sort of build up to a full kangaroo. The mm. trouble is with wallabies. Um, are wallabies wannabe kangaroos? <laughs> 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 wallabies are a bit low. You, you're you're, you're going to be hunched, aren't you, because mm. they're lower, whereas um, a, a kangaroo throat is just about my fist height. Anyway, carry on. <laughs> well, I don't... i tell you what I don't like about... I hope someone just tuned at that moment. <laughs> what is this? I won't have a treadmill desk. I think it's horrible because I don't like running anyway. And I do say to Brown, I'm not paying you to take me running. That's free. I can do that. You need to give me things with weights to do. So running's banned. But... I don't like that. Did like, you make phone calls and things? That'd be fine. Some yeah. filthy creep huffing and puffing down but the you, well, you, should, well, you could end up with a very you end up with a very sweaty keyboard. That'd be my worry if you if you're running. My fingers don't sweat when I'm. <laughs> but if you, you know, sweat tends to fly if you if you're getting a good pace on. Oh, but we're not talking like you know. We're talking about a, a relatively steady pace. We're not talking about. But I like to work out some music. I don't want Kanye West in the background on a business call. <laughs> Who wants that? But it's also if you were really if you were if you'd been running for a while and you had a business call and then the first thing they hear if it's a client you're trying to woo and the first thing they hear is you going. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It could be quite put off. I find people get used to it. <laughs> <laughs> but you, you phone people when you're walking in the street, don't you? It's I tough. hate it when people do that. Sound like Ricky Tomlinson down the phone. I don't like that. Well, what I do, I, combine, I, I just don't like doing exercise on its own. I like doing exercise, you know, if you're running to work, mm. that's the ideal. What they should do, I wonder if anyone's ever thought of this, you know, exercise bikes... Yeah. What if they made an exercise bike that sort of moved, so you could you could cycle on it, and it would go take you to work? Oh, that's, oh, that's a good idea. Somebody, I tell you, if anybody comes you up with that, Den. yeah, I, I think there's money to be made in that. <laughs> Frank, Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. Absolute Radio. I noticed that Bob sent me a text. This Bobby's. Uh, <laughs> Did he send you a text? Bob is uh, Cyrus replacement. This is yes, Cyrus I, I, last day. Yeah. And, um, and, uh, but Bob, Bob is Rob. Yeah. But is now forever Bob. Well, Bob actually sent me a text. To forever them, Bob. Signed, That's signed the new it. musical. Bob <laughs> Geldof. He signed it Rob. Oh. And, uh, and then he sent me another text after um, to say the car had arrived. Yeah. And this time it was Bob. And I thought, oh, he's gone. He's, he's, he's remembered that he's Bob. And then I thought, no, it's Bob because I've just named that. Te- you know, when you, you you make the text the contact, so uh, I named right, it Bob. Yes. It's gone back to God, Bob. That, was, that, that was, would have been Amy Winehouse's. Next I have album. to say that was a great story. <laughs> <laughs> I'm putting it up there with Sir Gawain and the Green Knight. <laughs> um, Meanwhile, over on the treadmill desk. Yeah, what about this for a fitness thing as a way of keep- if you was to stack hula hoops. Mm. Um, as high as you could, and they're, they're delicate to stack. But say if you could stack twenty in a pile, and then go on a rowing machine, mm. and then every time you come in, you take a hula hoop off the top. So you, you're eating hula hoops while you're keeping fit in the method of keeping fit while you do ordinary things. <laughs> you're not not interested. I I, was, I misunderstood. I didn't think you meant the, the snacks. I thought someone would be encumbered with. <laughs> 20 hula hoops that you'd spin around your waist. I thought, I mimed, I mimed chewing them, Steve. Mm. I mean, I can understand the readers not getting that, but you're right next to me. <laughs> I just thought you had a... Fi- I mean, come I thought, on! I thought you had a loose filling. Mm. Oh, I've got a loose filling, actually. I'm getting it done um, uh, week Wednesday. Oh, lovely. No, that's that's why they call that. me the psychic dentist. I mention that now, so we get a few good luck cards coming in from the <laughs> readers for that. 
Yeah, and why is it only um, office workers who get to uh, who get to keep fit like this? What do you well, mean? it was well, it's well, all well, white collar. There's no. Why don't they have a stair stepper lathe? Mm. Oh, that's true. Yeah. Well, that wasn't a rhetorical <laughs> question. Well, if, if, if there's a minor, let's say, and they feel like they're not getting... Because obviously they're working out their upper body quite a lot. Yeah. But maybe they're not getting the work on the quads. Yeah. That says they could do with... Yeah. They need something. We, we, I think this is the way... Fitness, when you just go to a gym, is dull. You want yeah. fitness as on the way to something else that, that takes you somewhere. Yeah. That's the whole... I would say the whole uh, belief system behind the treadmill <laughs> desk. I feel we've covered the treadmill desk <laughs> in sweat and hula hoops. <laughs> sweat and hula hoops, of course, is the title of my autobiography. I guess. Absolute, absolute, absolute radio. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. This is Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio with Emily Dean and Steve Hall. You can text us on eight twelve fifteen or follow us on Twitter at Frank on the Radio. Or email us on the Absolute website. Uh, and we have heard from the outside world. Uh, uh, we've had a text from 280, who is requesting advice from Emily. Oh, OK. And said, uh, uh, Emily, I need your advice. I'm going on holiday in a week, and my shoulders and back are so hairy, I'm beginning <laughs> to look like Mr Tumnus. Oh. Should I get it waxed? He's or- one of my obscure crushes. <laughs> <laughs> Should I get it waxed or risk ridicule on holiday? It may look appropriate on an overweight middle-aged man in a vest, but on a 24-year-old, I'll take your opinion as gospel. I wish I was like Frank, absolutely spotless. Can we just say absolutely spotless was a, a review? It's, it's not our new uh, station. No, it was, <laughs> in fact, a first-hand review from uh, the lovely Cathy. Our Kath, Frank's Cathy. She said that to me once. She said, the one thing I like about Frank is he's absolutely spotless. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I don't get many compliments from Kath, but I, I, I like She's that right. You're, you're a clean soul. Yes. Actually, I don't know about your soul, but... <laughs> this... well, I think you're clean, your soul's fairly spotless as well. Thank you so much. Um, <laughs> this guy, <laughs> this guy, I'm going to have to say, should have gone to neck shavers. Oh! <laughs> Do you know uh, what, Tumnus? I'm afraid that's your name now. You're going to be called Tumnus. He is, Frank. Okay. I think he should just go with it. I think go European. Go wild. Yeah, I don't... Re- I, I mean, in the age when people don't really sunbathe any anymore because uh, they're worried about the ultraviolets mm. or whatever, um, <laughs> I think that it's, it's, uh, it's a God-given thing, isn't it? It's a protective What, thing. the hair? <laughs> yeah. Also, I don't think you should ridicule people because they're hairy. I think that's rather cruel. Uh, I think I, you should ridicule people, <laughs> <laughs> um, generally. But, um, I, I, yeah, I, I don't know about... I mean, hairiness is a thing they can always... Uh, I, mean, well, I, I would advise him to I get agree. rid of it. I mean, I, I, the Argentine wolf boys, I agree, that's cruel. Because <laughs> as I get older... Are you quite as, hairy, I, Well, Steve? as the hair disappears from my head... It is sprouting some kind of awful life consolation prize in other places. So, I, I, about once a month, I now have to uh, to shave my shoulders. There's a, there's a classy sentence, do, do do ladies. It? I shave my shoulders. Do you do it like just like standing in the mirror with a with a razor? Like uh, I usually, I don't, I don't go Does close. I just use, come use, the you. use the electric. Use the electric. Use the electric. Over, no over the sink. It's oh, not. It's not. I mean, I'm not, we're not talking. Sink. We're not talking DLT levels of, uh, oh, of, of hair. It's just. It's just a, a light dusting. It looks oh. a bit like Jeff Goldblum in The Fly okay. as he begins to turn. Oh. Right. Just a light dusting. Jeff Goldblum. It looks like a 14-year-old's upper lip. 
14-year-old boys, that is. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> OK. Well, to be fair... So, so I'd advise him to get rid. Just shower. Just take your shirt off. To be fair to this <laughs> young lad. Yeah, you should. Let's see. Well, weirdly, I shaved it this morning. Though. Oh, That's the, well, uh, then, forget oh, it. You forget can see. Oh, my God, this is happening. <laughs> there we go. Hi. Yeah, let's get the stripper music going oh, on. Oh, you can see. Let's do, yeah. let's do the rest of the show topless. <laughs> Everywhere, I, the I males. Feel, I feel stiff with stress. Yeah. <laughs> Steve has taken his top yeah. off. This, this is quality radio. Yeah, that looks And I've got surprisingly... Surprisingly springy uh, breasts. You'll find, yeah. Yeah. yeah, you're in great shape. Is, is, like, is there a webcam? You look a little is bit that... like um, a '70s streaker on a cricket pitch. Uh, excellent. Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, but yeah, you can sort of see there. That was I'm lovely, Steve. Of... Could you put your shirt back on now? <laughs> Don't you like what you see, Em? I, I, no, now you're calling me Em. Let's keep it intimate. This is, shirt this, on, yeah? How far beyond filthy creep does this go? I don't know. It's, it's, I, I, from here, you look naked from this side of the <laughs> It's the strangest thing a human being has ever done in this studio. And we've had David no, I wouldn't, I wouldn't put money on that. <laughs> Remember, we're not always in this studio. We don't know what goes on. Okay, you, well, were, you, were you naked in Cooking with Elvis? Did you get? I was naked in Cooking with Elvis. Yeah, I, no, you didn't see my um, gentleman's excuse me. No, no, my uh, my uncle did. I think. And, uh, oh, did he? Was what was he in the wings? Snuck <laughs> yeah. uh, okay. backstage. Yeah, I had to. Um, I had to. Um, well, I was spotlessly clean, certainly for that run. You had a tortoise, didn't you? No, that's a mole. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yes, there was a tortoise involved. Yeah. Anyway, where, where on? How did we get to this? Oh, this this guy with the, the yeah. So I yeah, go hairy, relax. Yeah, I agree with that. Um, have we got time for an email, Steve? You had some fashion advice you wanted from me, but uh, yes. I feel so uh, after stressed what just after witnessed. what's just happened. Very yeah. pale, man. <laughs> I'm desperately pale. Don't talk about him it's like he's it, not here. It's the Eskimo blood in my veins. He's, he's pale. He's, he, he, when he took his shirt off, he looked like a drawing. <laughs> I'm, I was prismatic. I cast a perfect rainbow on the wall behind me. Did you? I didn't see that. I didn't like it. It was like the beginning of a swingers party, and I never enjoy that. <laughs> I don't think any of us liked it. <laughs> no wonder his sister-in-law was lesbian. <laughs> Go to email corner quickly. It feels, <laughs> it feels like a safe place. Email corner. <laughs> there you go. Dear Frank, Miss Emily, and the Cock of the North. I know praise isn't what it's actually Steve. Uh, Flasher Steve. I know praise isn't welcome, so I'll just say that I find that the show adequately meets my entertainment needs. <laughs> I like him already. I'd settle for that. I have a dilemma. If only you'd been on the Sony's panel. <laughs> <laughs> I have a dilemma. One with which I hope that you three, being the great wits that you are, can mm. help. I'm in the midst of forming a band for the first time in years, but I'm absolutely hopeless at coming up with band names. <clears throat> for context, there will be myself, a Scouser, I assume he is the Scouser, and three Aussie blokes playing rock and roll covers for drunken Australians. Suggestions would be most appreciated, Sean. P.S. Obligatory night's move. I live in the rainforest where they shoot I'm a Celeb, and all three of you are, of course, welcome to visit at any time. Mm-hmm. I've gone off him now to extend it to all of us. The purity of the night's move has been violated now. I've also, if I lived in a rainforest, I'd open a little uh, umbrella shop. Steve's breathing quite heavily since he took his top off. Wanted to be made. So let me. This, it's a scouse and three Australians. Is mm. that the formula? Yeah. yeah. What about crowded scouse? Daisy and I gasp with admiration. Uh, OACDC. That was my. I've got one. OACDC. Oh, what yes. about oh, yeah. um, what about 
Calm down, under. Uh, excellent. Mm. You'll, you'll never walk about alone. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I like it. They de- de- didgeridoo do they, don't they? Don't. <laughs> <laughs> if only I could have got through that properly. Now, try that again, because that's a goodie. They yeah. didgeridoo do they, don't they, don't well, I'm still not Cornish. doing it right. Yeah. You've gone a bit Cornish, love. My yeah. favourite one, suggestion for this is, a Ringo took my baby. <laughs> That's absolutely... Well, they're, they're fabulous. I'd take one of Steve's. <laughs> <laughs> no, seriously, I think they're all great. Um, yeah, I'll tell you what, we've got... I, I, one thing our readers are brilliant at is this kind of thing. So if anyone's got an idea for a band that's got three Australians and a, a scouser, scouser. Um, and what, what, what do they play? It's rock and roll they covers. Play, yeah, rock and roll covers. Rock and roll covers. Brilliant. That's what mm. I've got on my bed. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so um, send those and um, text us in on eight twelve fifteen, and uh, we might be able to find uh, what's 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 this gentleman called? His name is Sean. We'll find Sean a a band name. That'd be yeah. brilliant. Wouldn't you love the idea that you're sitting at home, um, covered in sick, and you text <laughs> <laughs> you're texting an idea, and then that suddenly becomes an actual reality uh, on the other side of the planet? That is what modern technology is about. <laughs> Fantastic. What else? Steve, you had some advice. Uh, you we've, wanted we've, some... Had a, we've had another email. Should we stay in the corner? Can I always I'll say move. that I've always thought that um, my, if I was in a band, I'd call it... This is not funny, but I just think it's a great name. Mm. E- England's Future Captain. Mm. Do you think that's, that's something brilliant about them? People, I like that. That's lovely. People would call you uh, EFC, wouldn't they? They'd say, oh, yeah, I saw EFC last night. <laughs> brilliant. Yeah. I always thought there was, a, there was a Glasgow band called My Latest Novel. Well, which, I, which I really like. Have you, have you seen my latest novel? It's well, like a nice... It yeah. implies they're an author as well as a well, musician. Well, when I was, uh, when I was uh, a young man in a band, I went to see um, Roxy Music at oh, uh, Birmingham Town Hall. This was in the, when Brian Eno was um, still on Synth. Mm. I don't know if you remember Synth. <laughs> it's a cleaner at, yeah. our, at our school. <laughs> oh. And, um, John Lennon's first wife since. Yeah, it was, yeah. And uh, I, I said to Brian Ferry, who was sitting there in, in like, sort of plumage, like black rock and roll plumage. I said to Brian Ferry. I said to... Well, I remember I've just gone backstage. Oh, I, I'm, okay. so, I'm a kid in Birmingham at yeah. the time. I don't know people like Brian Ferry. Um, and I said to him, we are in a band, can you give us a, a name? And he said, uh, um, the Teen Beats. <laughs> oh, that's terrible. And, of course, I found out years later that there was a band called the Team Beats. He wasn't really... He was, he was just not taking me seriously. Mm. Luckily, I was into witchcraft at the time, and I put the um, son who's into haunting curse <laughs> on him. <laughs> and he never quite recovered. <laughs> what else? So uh, we had a, an email that uh, said that... Uh, from Jack Rind, that's his name. Jack Rind. Jack Rind. Okay. Uh, and uh, he says, uh, I saw Frank sitting in a car driving along a Devonshire road with a pretty lady. Oh, my God. Problem was... <laughs> what? what? Problem was, he was on a trailer being filmed. I've often wondered what it was about. Can Frank help? By the way, I'm a, I was a great fan of George Formby and could not believe how good Frank was on the ukulele. Oh. He could give George a run for his money. Well, I don't, Jack Rind. I don't know about that. Yeah. George was a, a master. George, they reckon, because he'd been a jockey, it, it had loosened his wrists. So right. he's particularly flexible. Apparently he could use his hand as a whisk. Mm. <laughs> Incredible. <laughs> I went to the convention. I was there. I turned out to be the star of it, but that's another story. Yeah, I, no, I um, I don't remember. I 
been on a... Well, it must have been cat. First of all, I thought, oh, if cats listen to this, I was in a car with a pretty woman, but on the back of a trailer. Being filmed. It was Kath. Well, why would we be on the back of a train? Well, I don't know, it's your life. Unless maybe George Michael was driving. <laughs> <laughs> it's our only hope. I don't, I, do, I don't, I don't remember that at all. Mm. It sounds great. I bet it was Graham Norton. <laughs> <laughs> Frank. Frank Skinner. On Absolute Radio. Absolute Radio. Can I talk to you both about my night out you haven't asked <laughs> and how was your night out thank you for asking thank you very much well i've had a few i had one there were so many celebrities when i told a friend he said were you at madame two swords <laughs> i i can't elaborate on that okay um however i can tell you about the quiz night i went to because frank's a fan of a quiz steve we used to be on a quiz team together didn't we we did back we in were, the day we beat all commas yeah piers morgan he cried <laughs> he, was, he was on the other team. We beat him, didn't we? We, beat, uh, we, we were on stuff. It was fantastic. <laughs> I remember was there Frank a particular location you used to go? Or? Yeah, yeah the, the Atlantic Bar in, uh, in Piccadilly in, in London. Yeah. And it was, it, was, it was lots of journalists on the other teams. Mm. And we were, as I said, um, comedians and... Don't well, say yeah. this on commercial no. radio or no. anywhere Comedians and babes. Yeah, that's what you said, <laughs> yeah. And, um, and we whooped the journals mm. excellent and we won a hot air balloon trip but our management well i didn't have management at that time <laughs> until frank my exposed me to a wider audience my manager wouldn't let me go no. on a hot, on a hot air balloon trip because I, <laughs> I had key man insurance <laughs> <laughs> so this quiz was with our management frank oh was it to ron's oh, i wasn't invited no i know <laughs> it was with my manager okay it was a tv industry quiz so i was there i was there representing frank I represented us. Oh, good. I was quite excited. On our team, we had Rasheen Connerty. Oh, she, yeah. She turned out to be very good at theme tunes. Oh, okay. She knew The Littlest Hobo off by heart. Um, we had my manager, and he texted me, and he said, just, uh, just so you know, my specialist subjects are sport and geography. <laughs> okay. I thought he was doing himself down a bit, made himself sound a bit five live. Geography is my very, very worst <laughs> subject. I did a show called Set List, do you know yeah, it's, yeah, it's a great show Edinburgh, yeah. you go on stage or well, this was the te televised oh. version you go on stage and topics are flashed up and you have to do um, jokes about them I mean obscure stuff yeah. and one of them was Gaza strip clubs was the thing that came up <laughs> mm. and I started talking and the audience I think steadily started to realise I didn't know where the cars were strip <laughs> <laughs> and I was trying to find a way around it and I, and I started sort of saying so I was in um E e Egypt. It was like that, <laughs> and I, I had no idea. He was, he was so nervous, he was schwitzing. Oh, well, um, my geographies. Frank, we also had Dan Lobb on our team. Are you Dan familiar Lobb? with his work? He's oh, on yes, Daybreak. Another tennis yes. player. He was a tennis player, yeah, yeah. and then he was on Daybreak. We okay. we use him for quite a few sight gags. He's uh, a very good-looking uh, man. Russell's show. Oh, okay. he's, a, he's good for a sight gag. He's like a it. matinee idol. He's like Jeff Colby of Dynasty fame. <laughs> I couldn't yeah. believe it. He's too handsome for civilian life. So anyway, so he is. So uh, the uh, thing that troubled me, we didn't do very well, I'm afraid, Frank. Oh. We were a bit Norwich mid-table. Um, guess who won? It's a TV... TV industry. Um, was it the Eggheads? No. Was <laughs> it Rachel Riley? They're detained. Um, it was only Richard Osman. Oh, uh, was it? Well, yeah. I mean, he's... Brilliant. You know, he went up to get... Everything. He looked very dashing in his suit. Very tall. Very he tall. Is. In case One you don't know questions. him, he's from uh, BBC's Pointless. 
Let's see if you could get if... one of the questions, Frank. One of the questions was, oh, who's wow. older, Richard Osmond or Alexander Armstrong? Which I thought was unfair, given that they were both in the room. I'd have thought Alexander yeah, was older. I'd say that. You'd be right, Frank Skinner. <laughs> He's eight months older. But my specialist subject... Who's would... older, Bruce Forsyth or television? It's <laughs> <laughs> a serious question. <laughs> serious question. <laughs> he's ever-living, Bruce Forsyth. Um, do you know... Who's well, he's, he's 80, well, he's 80... Is he 85? Who's Bruce older, or... me or Cleopatra? No, Bruce Forsyth was born two years before television. Shut was invented. up. <laughs> or was it the other way around? No, I'll tell you, like, two, li- two years after television was invented. Well... I've got another who's older. Okay. Who's older? Nick Hewer or Alan Sugar? You won't know that because you don't like The Apprentice. I know Nick Hewer. He's the, he's the, he's the um, countdown man. Yeah. I would say Alan Sugar's older. I love that you him. know him through his work on <laughs> countdown. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no. Incorrect Amondo, Nick Hewer. Okay. Ah. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> I had an exciting one this week. Um, what? I was, I was doing a crossword with my mother-in-law. Mm. And she, it sounds like a Les Dawson joke. <laughs> <laughs> I had a crossword with my mother-in-law. <laughs> And she said, what's this one? Horripilation. Oh, yeah. And I knew it. And I didn't... You know, when you don't know, you know it. And I said, I think it's goose pimples. And I thought, where did that come from? (laughs) And we looked it up and it was goose pimples. That's so brilliant. That's That's your inner brain working. Man, I was so excited about it. I actually got goose pimples. (laughs) (laughs) This is Frank Skinner. realised, Frank, doing this quiz is I think I know what my specialist subjects are. I mean, depressingly, I got a quite, <laughs> there was a Sex in the City question. Everyone looked at, straight at me. Well, of course, uh, Mylene Class did. Uh, I know Sex in the City second series. As a I know. <laughs> well, I, I did think of that. Yeah, and I got it right as well. I see. I uh, I wouldn't have a clue on Sex in the City, and that shows you in a good light. But, but if it... you were Mastermind, you see, have you done Celebrity Mastermind, Frank? No. Would you do it? Um, well, I f- it's one of those I do it, but what I don't like, it's like celebrity pointless, mm. is that they make the questions easier on the celebrity versions I, with yeah. the basic idea that celebrities aren't as bright as non-celebrities, mm. whereas everything suggests that they're brighter. Mm. Oh, dear. <laughs> <laughs> it's quite no, sort of been no. devalued, the specialist subjects on, on the mastermind. There was someone who had, like, Man United since 1992 and was still getting really basic questions wrong. Yeah, but, you ought to be... If, if you're going to do... Like, if I did West Bromwich Albion, I'd do West Bromwich Albion. I wouldn't do West Bromwich Albion 1973-1974 yeah, yeah. season. No, exactly. Uh, right. I, I had quite a misspent youth in quizzes. I, I got very heavily into the quiz scene. Uh, yes, I can as see a younger you man. as the, the quiz one... Scene. Well, we got we, we uh, me and three. You're part of the quiz community. Yeah, it was it was sort of like the summer of '69 with Jimmy quit, Jody got married. It was that kind of. There were four of us, me and, and we 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 were doing three quizzes a week. We what were was wild. Your, what was your team name? Uh, well, we because it was part of it, not even a funny name because we were part, it was our local was the Cat and Fiddle, right. so we were the Cat and Fiddle B team. Oh, okay. And the, the landlord dog. I like that he said we were doing brilliant. three quizzes a week, like some terrible admission. Yeah, yeah, it was got out of hand, and then we got invited to be part of the Quiz League of London, wow. which is a which is a very full on, and it's timed and it's very intense, and you get fifteen seconds to answer, 
uh, and you, you've got little hand gestures to note to indicate if you know the answer. And then if you don't answer in the 15 seconds, it goes to your teammates and there's five seconds to answer. So it stops being fun. Get, yeah. Well, we got intimidated. It's like when I was in a crib, Italy. <laughs> <laughs> the, the bloke who introduced us to the quiz, he, he, he kind of pointed like about a, an inch away from my face went, listen, son, this isn't a pub quiz. This is a quiz that just happens to take place in a pub. Oh. And so we... we cautiously backed out of that invitation yeah i don't like the sound of that i i, I tell you what i do find i, I annoys me this anoraks idea mm. so knowledge is seen as a badge of shame mm. if you really know about yeah, yeah. something like at, at the doctor who events oh, at the God. bfi <laughs> don't bring everything back to doctor <laughs> no, but when who. they have when they have the quiz so they organize a quiz so you can win signed doctor who dvds and if anyone gets the answer they always say something like, well, well done on that, but, you know, I'm a bit worried about you. And I think, well, hold on, that's knowledge. <laughs> yeah, this yeah, person yeah. has knowledge of something he loves. That's brilliant. Surely that's brilliant. I'd like to do what uh, my specialist subject would be, world capitals, but based on a map from 1982, because that's what I learned. <laughs> yeah, it's when, once Eastern Europe and Russia started to fragment, <laughs> things got a bit See, more I, difficult. I used to think Montenegro was in... Uh, South America. So, <laughs> so when when there was a football team called Serbia and Montenegro, I thought this is this is like they're twinned. <laughs> it's like uh, we're playing Lithuania Peru next week. <laughs> absolute, absolute, absolute radio. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. We were talking about stool pigeons. Yeah. We thought we'd solved this, Frank. Well, someone sent the answer in there. Well. Homing pigeons landing on a small au, stool. Au contraire. Because one of our readers has texted in and says, Frank, this intrigued me, so I did a bit of digging. It would appear that it derives from the act of using a pigeon as a live decoy when hunting. You tie the pigeon to a stool, retire a safe distance with your gun or weapon of choice. Oh, nice people. And wait for the bigger animal this to be turn a, up. Otis Ferry. <laughs> <laughs> wait oh, for the bigger animal to turn up for dinner. Well, that makes more sense of, of, of the idea that the stool pigeon is someone who's set yeah, up yes. in a gangster movie. Yeah. Uh, what what a th- odd thing to tie them to in the country of all yeah, the yeah. of all the you know the trees mm. and stuff. But no, well, let's bring a special stool. Yeah. Well, I like that one better. I must say. Okay. It's making a lot of sense. Okay, we'll go with that. We've had we've had another email requesting oh, your r- requesting advice. Just making that official. The official <laughs> oh, I love that. More that was, advice. That was a solid sounding stamp. That he was like Judge Pickles when he did that. <laughs> One of my favourite judges. Yeah, who is Gaza? <laughs> <laughs> no, you've got to say this before everything. Oh, who yeah. is this Gaza? <laughs> um, we've had an email from Luke. Uh, who says, uh, hello, Mr. Radio, the Divine Messiah and the Cockerel. Uh, I'm a long-term uh, reader of the show and recently met a lovely woman called Louise, mm. who is also an avid listener. Uh, we've had a few dates, but unfortunately it seems that friendship rather than romance is going to be the way forward. Oh, so friendship is rubbish. Is that the suggestion? Yeah. Whereas yeah. friendship is beautiful. Exactly. He says mm. he, he's ever hopeful that he can woo her in some way, though any tips from Emily would be greatly appreciated. He's keen to emphasise he's not a filthy creep. So he points out oh, that that's something e- in his favour. The evidence begs to differ. Um, also, oh, fil- do filthy creeps know when they're filthy creeps? <laughs> <laughs> so having created this atmosphere of romance that he, he's looking to, to, to further, he then says, while we were discussing the show, uh, he mentioned Frank's use of pig iron and how it made me laugh. It was mm. a phrase that this uh, beautiful Louise was unfamiliar with and he realised he also hadn't heard it for a while. Uh, so he was asking if you could give a rendition of the old catchphrase and say hello to Louise, it would make his week and hopefully hers. 
Mm-hmm. So Louise is a late adopter by the sounds of it. She goes, well, it? Well, the pig iron's probably 12 months ago since I used to do that, actually. But anyway, hello, Louise. Mm. Why don't you just give him a chance? <laughs> I'm <laughs> glad you said chance. Well, I'd love yeah. our first um, our first radio show, Marriage. Do you oh, remember the, fir- the first one on uh, Blind Date when Silla went wore a hat and all that? Yeah. Oh, that would be great. I think you've got to be... Once you enter friendship land, it's hard to get the, the appropriate paperwork out of there. That's the thing. You kind of can be stuck Once you've there. been friend-zoned. Yeah, yeah. I so, think you get friend-zoned. So is he asking where pig iron came he, he from? He then goes on to say what is the origin of, pig, of the phrase pig iron. Oh, yeah. Which okay. is always essential to, to trying to woo a lady. Yeah, if he's trying to, if he's you know the origin of the pig yeah, iron reference. It's important to get obscure show. metallic questions. Well, um, it comes from a Lonnie Donegan song. You know Lonnie Donegan, mm. who did um, uh, My Old Man's a Dustman and all, and all that, with a famous reference <laughs> to gore blimey trousers. <laughs> uh, and he um, covered an American... He used to do loads of American sort of folk songs in the early days, and he did a thing called um, The Rock Island Line. Mm. And there's a spoken section in it. It's a man has gone through on a train, uh, through the bit where you have to pay your, your taxes. Mm. And if you've got um, animals, that's fine. But if you've got sort of inanimate stuff like pig iron, you have to pay. And he pretends he's got animals... And then as he gets through, he shouts back to the driver. And this is Lonnie. Of course, you don't get what he's saying now. Going home and going down the rock island line. She said, but I fooled you, I fooled you. I got pig iron, I got pig iron, I got all <laughs> pig iron. Is that tell you I'm going, boy? Ah, Lonnie. I'll tell you what I like about that. Well, many things, but... Mm. Uh, I've got a real problem with um, uh, British people singing an American accent, and it's the most... They all do it, yeah. more or less. Um, but when there's a spoken section, he <laughs> yeah. does a whole section where he goes, hey, boy, what you doing? He has to do the whole <laughs> voice all the way through, and you think, Lonnie, let, you're Scottish. <laughs> let it go. I, I tell you, I so admire bands that don't use an American accent. I wish that could be. What about we have a policy on absolute? We only play English bands um, and British bands that don't use an American accent. We'll talk about it. (laughs) Absolute, absolute, absolute radio. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. I'll tell you what I'm not liking the new. You know, I I try to keep up with new trends and stuff. (laughs) I like to know. Do you? Not that I take part, but I like to know that at least exist. Okay. I'm not enjoying the whole side boob phenomenon. Oh, you don't like that? Why I don't. Not? <laughs> because I don't, it seems a bit rude to uh, take, take photos. You know when they take photos of women getting out of cars and you see their pants? Well, that's not side boob. That's something entirely no, different. No, but I'm just using that as an... Well, it Allow me to give you a brief lesson. It depends how old they are. <laughs> but it's... Um, I, if I took a photo of a woman getting out of a car and then went around saying, look at that, you didn't see a pants, wouldn't I be taken to prison? Mm. I would. I would. I'd well, why couldn't so. you do it if you work for a newspaper? Mm. No, I'm. You're, you're pushing it an open door. If you're pardon the expression. It's interesting. I wonder if cleavage is is resentful of side boob. That cleavage has been slightly sidelined. Do you think cleavage has been left out in the cold suddenly? Well, I'm wondering wondering how long before we move to some of the other quadrants they'll be (laughs) under boob. You're suggesting bossed based ghettos. (laughs) The cleavage, we don't really talk to the side boob. You see, I think. It's like like West Side Story. Excuse me, I can speak with some authority here. I think the trouble with the side boob, this Mm. is my moment, 
Um, Bob's writing notes awkwardly. <laughs> hates that we're talking about the or side the, Or the side bub, as we call him. <laughs> He's got a good view right now. Trouble with the side boob, Frank, <laughs> is that I find um, it looks like a mistake. I don't think it ever looks intentional, does it? Well, when you get someone who the entire side of their dress is chiffon, I think maybe <laughs> it is intentional. I just don't think, you know, I think you've got to be a bit polite about it. Mm. Don't look. It's my secret. West Side Boob Story. So that's occurred to me a minute, oh, a minute late. Excellent. Thank God you got that in. If you'd have thought of that in the in the canteen, after, yeah. you'd, have been, <laughs> you'd have been beating yourself up. Can I say before we go, uh, it is Sarah's last day, and we want. Oh. Um, she's been with us for how long, Sarah? Almost two years. Two years. She's oh. absolutely an integral part of our little family here, and we will miss her honestly terribly. She she is a blonde-haired woman, and it seems she represents the sun. She, she, she glows, she always smiles, and she's like the mornings, every day is a sunny day. Oh, and, and we love Bob. We but love we love, we Bob, love but Bob, we love but, you know, he's a, we'll he's a pretty poor replacement. <laughs> <I'm just laughs> oh. Not really, Bob, but you know what I mean. OK, we will miss you, Sarah, and, and good luck on um, the, the professional shows you've moved on to. <laughs> um, so uh, th- thanks for listening, and if the good Lord spares us and the creeks don't rise, the rest of us will be back uh, next week. And uh, now get out. Frank Skinner. Absolute Radio.